Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning and welcome to Second Wind with Joyce. Um, I have a particularly great guest today. We have we have just started on this journey together and um, it's been fun so far. We met in October. But before I get into that, I'd really like to share for these first-time listeners to Second Wind that Second Wind is about is really about those transition times that we're beginning our transition, we're questioning our transition, we're we're wanting change in our life, or maybe it's just been placed on us and change is coming. Sometimes those are very scary times because we have to face the unknown. We have to pull all of the strength out of ourselves to go forward and face our doubts and fears. So discovery, so the discovery of our second wind is very important to know that inside of us there is the energy, the knowing, the confidence that we need to move us forward. So it was through my own transition that I discovered the need for wanting a place where listeners could go and get some support for their transition. My purpose is to bring really interesting uh, visitor talks, visitors, speakers, I'll get it in a minute, speakers to this show so that you will feel inspired and also could use them as resources. So that's the purpose for Second Wind, and I'm glad that you've joined in today. As I said, I met my guest this morning, Adrian Halperin, in October at a workshop with Clint Arthur, and it was in Atlanta. And then we last weekend, we shared a rather exciting experience, which was on in Cambridge at the Business Expert Forum held at Harvard Faculty Club. Now, when she and I participated in, in presenting our messages to 60 other participants, business forum participants, it was an honor. It was fun. It was ex- full of experiences to be part of this forum. And I think... Andrea would agree with me, right, Andrea? Yes, of course. (laughs) It was. But before Andrea actually comes on and talks about all these transitions that she has gone through in her life, I want to tell you a little bit about her and why I find her such an awesome guest to have on my show. 
You know, she's been in the decorating industry since 1999 and has served not only individual private clients, but also businesses. The Library of the Smithsonian National Institute, King Farm Condominium Association, Owners Association, and the list goes on. After 15 years of designing beautiful spaces and teaching design principles to decorators and clients, Adrian saw a distinct need in the interior furnishing markets that sets her apart from other decorators in the field. And that's about the materials that are put into our furniture these days. Adrian is also a participant in the Succeeding Through Doubt, Fear, and Crisis, published through the E-Women organization. It's a best, t- it's a, uh, what'd you say, Andrea? It's a, uh, um, Adrian. Adrian, it's a uh, number one bestseller on Amazon. On Amazon. So we want you to listen to her message today and think about uh, buying that copy and getting it on your bookshelves. All right, ma'am. Welcome to the show today. Thank you, Joyce. I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk with your listeners and um, answer any questions and share my message. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Well, you sort of started off life with a very unusual happening in your family. It's not norm how your life started. So I really would like, if you don't mind sharing, just what did change and set your life up for some of the beliefs that you have about your life today. I appreciate the opportunity. Joyce, when I was eight years old, my father loaded up the station wagon, and my brother, my sister, and I, and prepared for the three-day drive to from Florida to Canada. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason that's significant is because he was kidnapping us. He had lost the custody battle with our mother, mm-hmm. and in which the courts had overturned his uh, parental um, rights, and were we were going to be turned over to her. Ah. And uh, so he decided that rather than do that, he would take us away to Canada. So right. uh, I was eight years old, as I mentioned. My brother was six. Mm-hmm. My sister was ten. Mm-hmm. And we lived uh, on the lamb. We lived in, in hiding. And, wow. Uh, you know, even though it was... A uh, home filled with love, because I knew it was my father. It right. was also a home filled with uncertainty and fear. Mm-hmm. And I, I never quite felt safe. Right. Uh, because he had told us that any day uh, someone could come and knock on the door and say they were an insurance salesman, but they might really be an undercover police agent coming to take him to jail. Hmm. That's a tremendous pressure to put on a a young person that they have the responsibility of losing their if they mess up they could lose their family the only family they know that's a mm-hmm. huge responsibility you must have it felt is. that it is and you know my older sister became responsible for us so she mm. lost a lot of her childhood 
Right. And, you know, we didn't know any better. We, we were, you know, told that we couldn't talk. We couldn't talk about our background. We couldn't talk about where we were from. It was a family secret. Ah, so big one. It, it, it became something that I got used to pushing down, you know, pushing mm-hmm. down way inside. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my, my family uh, was at risk because if we were found out, then what would happen to us, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, did you change your name as well? No, we didn't. No? I, um, the, the children all kept their names. However, my father did um, make arrangements to be listed in the phone book, you know, under a different name. I, I don't know all the particulars about right. what he did to hide his identity. Right. But uh, I do know that he, you know, he made arrangements through trusted friends to receive mail and other things from our, our family that we left behind. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing because we don't think of that happening, and yet there are a lot of cases like that that do happen when marriages end and parents um, want to keep their children. So it's uh, um, quite an interesting way to grow up, I would say. Well, it is, and, and it be, it forced us to become self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always thought of myself as a survivor mm-hmm. um, and you know so I think landing on your feet is, is something and being accountable for yourself right is something that evolved out of this experience mm-hmm. uh, and also creating a bubble you know creating a bubble around me that um, where I felt protected and I felt right. safe mm-hmm. um, so you know, I, I very rarely let people in, and and so that was after years of conditioning. Yeah. So, you know, we can't yeah. talk about this. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I, you know, I share just in normal conversations, I'm sharing something about my family all the time. So it would be very uh, difficult to kind of cut that off and I can see where you might have difficulty in trusting people and just Mm -hmm. opening up to strangers so when you interact with people or you go into a large group do you tend to shrink as far as being uh, noticed do you find that in yourself I I, it's interesting I uh, for many years uh, have felt more comfortable in large groups because it's a little easier to put on an act or put on a performance, you know, ah, and hide, hide yeah. who, I, who I really am. It's much yeah. more difficult for me to make personal, intimate uh, relationships. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. You know, because okay. as, as we grew and as we moved to protect our, our location, uh, we mm-hmm. moved a lot. And so, oh, did you? Yeah, my father would oh. say, um, you'll make friends in the new place, honey, you know. Uh, so the attachments that I may have had with, with the, some of my grade school friends just dissipated. Mm, yeah. You know. So would you move like once a year or every other year? Or? Yes, about once a year. Mm-hmm. Once a year. Wow. Wow. Well, 
Thank you for sharing that story because most of us have not gone through that experience. And, um, you know, that's had a large impact upon you, I know, in your life. But when we come back, we're going to be talking with Adrian about her career, how she has transformed herself into this awesome um, de- interior design person who has a mission. And uh, so we'll be talking about that. So when we come back, Adrian Hilpen- Helpern will be sharing her today. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author, and coach, Joyce Buford. Good morning. We are talking with Adrienne Halperin. I seem to be wanting to change her name this morning, but it's Adrienne. And she's fast. She shared her fascinating background of moving and being kidnapped by her father over in her earlier years. And now she's going to talk about what she, when she grew up, how she became an interior designer and then transformed that into a really important issue about is your couch killing you? Some of the information that we need to know about buying furniture, putting it into our homes, and what can result 
from that furniture when we're not aware of some of the poisons that are built into our furniture these days. So, Adrian, tell us how, well, tell, why were you, um, how did you move into interior design? I actually changed my major three times in college and mm-hmm. landed on an interior design degree, which I mm-hmm. think happens, it happens to many young people oh, yeah. who aren't quite sure what they want to do. Right. And after I graduated from college, Again, um, resonating in my head, my father would say, you know, if you're going to work, work in a, in a field that you will never get cut, <laughs> okay? Oh, like he said, okay. if you, if you want to work <clears throat> as a teacher, yes. don't, work in, don't work in art or gym. Work in math yes. and science, you know? <laughs> so, Good advice, really. Good you know, advice. Um, so initially... Um, instead of taking the path using my degree as a designer, I took another path uh, that I felt was more stable mm-hmm. and um, for 20 years was working in marketing and advertising. Oh. And then my job ended up getting downsized in a major corporation, Marriott. Um, yes. I, I said, you know, I think this is time for me to go back to my first love. And so... Oh. Uh, you know, years had passed. Uh-huh. I felt comfortable going into the creative field, and right. I ended up, um, uh, for the last 15 years, I have um, helped my clients not only make their homes a place of beauty and function, right. but now um, I help them make their home a place where they can feel safe. Right. Well, you know, you've had you've had really tons of impressive clients and I know lots of individuals um, and I love knowing that you taught for a while because you know I'm from the teaching background as well and all of the experience that you got through the with the Marriott that's just I mean you had to come out really very self-confident that you have what it takes to provide for your clients that's true that's true and um, having having taught at the the forum has been different. I I was a, a trainer in my early years mm-hmm. at Marriott, and and mm-hmm. that kind of laid the groundwork, laid the foundation for good customer service and oh you know, yeah, teaching people the way you'd like to be to be um, yeah. dealt with, you know. Yes, and um, and so. When I when I started my interior design business, I I followed the path. I I have pretty much done conventional design mm-hmm. um, until I had a client come to me and ask for help, very specific help for her health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell us about that because it's very interesting. Well, I had a client who I'd worked with before, and. She told me that she had contracted Lyme disease. She'd gotten mm. bitten by a tick. Yeah. This was not something she had lived with forever, but one of her symptoms was that she would go into respiratory distress if she went into the room where her sofa was. Now, this was not a sofa that I sold her. It was one that had been in her home. It's mm-hmm. just that her sensitivity to whatever the chemicals were in that piece of furniture became so... Um, constricting, she couldn't mm-hmm. even go in that room or she would have serious health ramifications. 
Okay, she so to me. So Adrian, this was not a new sofa. It was one that until she had contracted her illness had not affected her. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. That's correct. correct. Yeah. Just like okay. many uh, in people's homes today, they may not realize that these um, chemicals are off-gassing, that's the term, yep. you know, yep. spreading their fumes throughout our family because it's in the air and you may not necessarily smell it. Um, you might smell it when it's new, but it dissipates some. Anyway, mm-hmm. she said, when you come over, please don't wear cologne or hairspray or even deodorant because <laughs> I will go into respiratory distress. This poor woman was a prisoner in mm-hmm. her home. She couldn't go in, in anywhere. She couldn't invite people over, and yeah. it ended up she couldn't even go in some rooms in her own house. Wow. That's major. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when so, going through the process of helping her, yeah, I um, tried to unearth what oppor- opportunities are there and what what other alternatives are there, and mm-hmm. I found that there are eighty thousand chemicals that have been approved by our government for use in consumer products. Eighty thousand oh, and two thousand are are approved every year. Wow. That's yeah. pretty mind-boggling. Right. Not all of them are toxic, but many of them are. And when you put them in combination, they become deadly. Ah. Okay. So in the history of this is back in 1975, the state of California decided that it was they were going to try to prevent household fires. Yeah. So they started by mandating that all the upholstered furniture to consumers in California would be sprayed with this flame retardant. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> what they have found in the last 20 years, after 20 years of research, is that not only has it not reduced household fires, but it has been directly linked with health issues like reduced brain function, infertility, and even cancer. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, Oh, Pretty that's scary. Yeah, scary. Yeah. So, so go ahead. So since um, they've recognized the error of that legislation, what's happening is in 2013 they revised that law. The law is called mm-hmm. Technical Bulletin 117. But they mm-hmm. revised that law in 2013 to say, Okay, furniture manufacturers, you don't have to put this on, uh, the, the flame retardants on at these high levels. Um, but the, the problem with the law is that it says now that the manufacturer has a choice. They can either put the flame retardants on at a lower level mm-hmm. or not at all. And it's mm-hmm. really up to the manufacturer. So I'm pushing for change in the way our furniture is constructed to mandate and protect consumers against mm-hmm. manufacturers that might want to continue the practice because it's lucrative for them and the chemical companies. Right. Well, the best way is no, no retardant at all, right? That's correct. Yeah. Right. That's correct. And you can look for products that are flame retardant free as of January of this year. January ah. 2015, okay, mm-hmm. 
but there's a lot of inventory out there. And what I didn't mention is that the manufacturers don't want to make two different sets of furniture. So since 1975, when they were mandated to put these flame retardants on these pieces of furniture, they were making them for California, and where California goes, so goes the nation. So the furniture industry since 1975 has been um, utilizing this practice. Hmm. Okay? Hmm. Now, flame retardants aren't the only thing. They're not the only thing you need to be aware of. Um, Once you look at a sofa and you may determine that it's flame retardant free, you need to also look at the cushions. The cushions are another area where flame retardants have been used in polyurethane foam, which is what many of our sofas and and, um, upholstered pieces are made of. Mm -hmm. So my suggestion, I'm going to give you some advice for your listeners, is just stay away from furniture that either has the flame retardant or has polyurethane foam, ask the questions, you know, is there any flame retardant inside these cushions? The cushions can have formaldehyde in them. And if you rem- if you recall, that's what uh, funeral parlors use to embalm people. Yeah. <laughs> so oh. I'm oh. not ready yeah. to be embalmed just yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third thing to look for in, in a sofa would be the frame. The frame uh, is something that can be made out of a, a, a manufactured or what we call engineered wood. Um, many of the pieces that come out of IKEA are made this way, and the harmful product in that is the glue. The glue uh-huh. they use to hold all of those particles of wood chips together is right. also very toxic. Oh. Well, how can, uh, if I'm just a typical shopper going out there, is there any way that we can actually look at a label and see uh, basically who's good and who's not good? Well, it's it, because this change has just come into effect and not everyone is complying, yes. I, I think you'll, you'll find that it's very spotty. Um, in my research, you know, I had to call over a hundred companies, and I had to get past the technical. I had to get past the customer service person on the right. phone who's going to try to sell you something from a catalog or, or from a store, and yes. and talk to the technicians and talk to the people in the back of the house who are making the furniture to get the specifics on what was inside. And so, yeah. what I would say to you is. Um, the house doctor was born. That's my new name. That's my new, my new <laughs> um, uh, um, uh, identity. Yeah. And I've come up with a, a safe home design is my, the name of my company. You can yeah. go to my website, and um, there is uh, information there. But when okay. you're out shopping. Well, we're going to stop. Let's stop here, House Doctor Adrian, so that we can get back and they can get all this good information. Because I know you're. These are some new ideas. We we keep hearing that our environment is not safe, not safe, not safe. Now we're bringing it into our home. Not safe. So we'll be back to listen to the House Doctor, Adrian. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. 
Homeschooling? Half questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome. I know you're loving this as much as I am to be talking to Adrian Helperin, who is now referred to as the house doctor, and that's on her website as well. But we've had some fascinating information about uh, flame retardant effects on furniture being in the cushions as well as the framework. So that leads me to this question, Adrian. Can we really rely on any labels or anything that we can see with our own eyes when buying furniture? It's very misleading because there has been no clear regulation to protect consumers other than, as I mentioned earlier, the technical bulletin 117 that's Mm -hmm. now been revised, and it should say 2013. If it says that on a label that you're looking at, that means that it doesn't have the high levels of flame retardants, but it still has some. Okay, ah. and some and some manufacturers won't even put that much on their label. Some will say, if you look at the label, will say um, complies with all laws. What a vague statement that is. <laughs> so, um, just like when you go to the grocery store now, uh, bet much better than even ten or fifteen years ago. Yeah, the um, the Food and Drug Administration only has enough resources to manage and oversee our food and our drugs. But now, when you go to the grocery store, consumers have been educated to the point where they look at labels and they look at yes. what they're putting into their bodies. 
Yes. Well, this is what I want to do. I'm the pioneer in this um, effort, and what I want to do is I want to get standardized labeling. I want yep. to get um, the, the the house doctor is a logo that mm-hmm. I want to have be the seal of approval. So consumers out there don't have to go through this thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of of uh, furnishings when they make their decisions, but mm-hmm. but to educate them and say, I would like to know what's in this piece of furniture. Turn it over. Look at the label. There are other third-party certifications, and by that I mean someone who's not affiliated with the profits of the company, okay, right. who yeah. um, will be able to um, guide you in your search. Um, one of my resources is the Sustainable Furnishings Council. They also uh, have a website that has a number of, of companies who produce um, pro, um, furniture. But again, this is um, a, a myriad because even though someone says a piece of furniture is environmentally responsible, it doesn't mean that necessarily it's safe. Yeah. You could buy a piece of, and I'll just switch to, to flooring, you could just buy a piece of bamboo flooring feeling good because you're buying a product made out of a, a sustainable product, something that's yes. not going to uh-huh. harm the environment. And at the same time, if that piece of bamboo flooring goes through the production process and they spray it with some kind of polyvinyl uh, uh, lacquer, yep. Yep. Uh, that destroys the air quality. So oh. you really need someone like the house doctor to yes. guide you in, yes. in this process. It can be very confusing. But mm-hmm. I've identified a list of, of manufacturers who do provide um, safe uh, products. And I, I have a safe formula that I'd like to share with your listeners. Right. Can to, I, before uh, you do that, Adrian, can I ask you, is there any way, I mean, is it, all across the board, all all um, price ranges that are threatening. I mean, are the cheaper furniture tend to have more of these problems versus the more expensive furniture, or is it just all across the board? It's pretty much all across the board. Okay. And I'm sorry to say it's not just furniture that's manufactured overseas. A lot of people have a concept of, oh, if it's made in another yeah. country, it must not be safe. Right. Well, that is true. That is true to some degree. But yeah. it really, there's no guideline. And so you're really left on your own. And yeah. that's why I really felt the need um, with my experience to be able to take the tools I have now as an interior designer and not only make my clients' homes and offices a place of beauty and function, but a place that's safe. Right. Now, are those uh, products that you mentioned, the are those available on your website, the list of acceptable uh, products? Well, no, I, I haven't posted them on the website, um, only okay. because I'm working with the individual manufacturers I see. to make sure, because a manufacturer could say, okay, I'll jump on board. I, mm-hmm. I'm making uh, 25 different so sofas, and mm-hmm. I'll um, I'll just put my toe in the water and test the market, and I'll make two of them um, in a different way. Okay, that right. disrupts their whole production process. Mm-hmm. And, but they don't know if consumers are going to buy those two products. 
that they've just changed and are now making without retardants, without you know, yeah. without the the chemicals yes. in them. Yeah. So so it's it's really a matter of consumers knowing what to ask for and demanding change, demanding that mm-hmm. the, the manufacturers make products that are safe. What is on my website is a quiz. Mm-hmm. They, uh, you can go to www.safehomedesign.com and you can take the quiz. Is your furniture making you sick? It's a free yeah. free questionnaire that just is there is indicated to give you some thought starters. Yeah, I saw that on your website. I thought that was awesome. What a great tool for everybody to go look at. So, mm-hmm. but I understand you do have a safe formula. What yes. is that? My safe formula to guide consumers in their search, S stands for search. Search uh, for products that have a label that, that you can feel confident when you make that purchase. Um, the House Doctor logo will be the label, label to look for. Um, we're in our infancy stage right now, but I'll be in very good company with other um, manufacturers who do this. Uh, Green Guard is one that is a label you can look for when you're buying uh, blinds and shades. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there are a number, and some of those logos and those um, um, identifiers to look for can be found on my website as well as on the website for the Sustainable Furnishings Council. Yeah. Uh, the A is for advice. Seek the advice of an experienced professional to guide yeah. you in this process. You know, not only do you want to make sure you're making the right investment um, when, with your, the dollars you have to spend for decorating your home, but you right. want to make sure that you're making the right healthy choices, okay? Mm-hmm. And F is for feel better. Um, you know, even though you may not have symptoms like my client um, did with her mm-hmm. um, situation, you, you, your family's being exposed to these products. And E is for evaluate. Evaluate more than just the upholstered pieces. The, the um, toxic chemicals can be in carpet padding, in wallpaper, in paint, and mattresses. So, wow. you know, um, you really have to take each room one at a time, and that's one of the services I provide. Um, again, on my website, I'm, I'm not limited by geography, so I will do telephone um, consults. I will do... Uh, four hours on on a Skype or FaceTime um, mm-hmm. to be able to look into a customer's home and say, take me to that room where you feel the symptoms and let's look at the labels and try to go the route of a process of elimination. Wow. That's an awesome um, um, service that you can do because then you're not limited by a distance. And exactly. a person that's really suffering from symptoms really needs help right away. And they may not know that they're suffering uh, from, they may not know the source. You know, if someone gets a respiratory illness or respiratory disease, they may say, the doctor may say, here's an inhaler and Mm -hmm. go home and put a a purifier in your home, uh, an air purifier. They're not going to remove the source like I do. Right, yeah. So does an air purifier help? Yes, it can. It can, certainly. Um, but there are many different ones on the market, and you would need to make sure that the one that you're purchasing is um, able to purify the air throughout the living space, 
okay? Yeah. So if right. you just buy one, um, it may <clears throat> only filter the air in the area that might be the size of your bedroom, say. Yes. Okay. Right. Um, if you're serious about this, a whole house air purifier would be the answer. Uh, right. And that would be something you would talk to, you know, your plumber or electrician about. Yeah. So that that would be one solution, the air purifier. But really, it needs to start with better selection of of uh, materials that you purchase and put into your home, and that requires you. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. And you know, people replace furnishings. You know, they they, yeah. they typically will replace um, a sofa or upholstered piece when they move or mm-hmm. about every eight or ten years. So yeah. I'm not suggesting that somebody just empty their bank account to, to wipe out everything in their home. It's a process. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as you go forward um, and as you make these decisions, my goal is to educate people and force the manufacturers to be responsible because I really believe it's criminal for them to continue to lace our consumer products with these chemicals. And Dr. Oz has had a program on it as well. Oprah has had a yes. program on it. So, and that's I mean, on I'm your not, website. Is, yes, the, the links to those programs are on my website. Mm-hmm. So you have a big dream there. It's a big mission to get your name on all furniture. I applaud that. I think it's awesome that Thank you. that your dream is big and that it has so much benefit to all of us. You know, it's needed desperately. Absolutely. And I do have a a free download um, on my website. As I said, I have the quiz. If Mm -hmm. you fill out the questions, it's not going to cost anything. It's not going to commit you. All I'm trying to do is just educate. And if you need help, when you push the submit button on that quiz, um, then I will get your contact information, and if you want help, we can talk individually. That's cool. Yes, because, um, you know, I'm going to buy some fabric here and have some furniture reupholstered, so I might be needing a little direction here. <laughs> Always happy need to, direction. Happy to, happy to yeah. help. Yeah. And, and again, you know, when you're looking at products, I didn't talk about the fabric, but the surface material is very important as well. Yeah. You know, when we get material. back, let's talk about that. So we'll be back with House Doctor, Adrian Halpern. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velocity is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, 
ingenuity and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures. To her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons, her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine, and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Do you ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to The Living Room, a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We have been talking today with Adrienne Halperin, the house doctor. Uh, she is the founder of Safe Homes Design, and she has just enlightened us with lots of good information about flame retardant fabrics and cushions and frames in our furniture that we put in our uh, homes and also some of the necessary information that we can do to take responsibility for what we may be experiencing, such as irritation or um, any other symptom that would naturally draw us to go see our doctors. So, Adrian, when what would be the process that usually a person become could become aware that you are part of their solution? Well, typically someone might start to experience symptoms like watery eyes, itchiness, um, respiratory disease, respiratory, you know, um, ailments, and, and they would go to the drugstore for conventional uh, over-the-counter fixes for those things. And mm. then they might go to their doctor if it doesn't go away, and the doctor, as I mentioned earlier, would typically say, well, here's an inhaler and put an air purifier in your home. They may even go through the process of some kind of allergy testing with their doctor, mm. um, which you know will limit or uh, help to define. Those are the tools available to a medical doctor. Okay? Right. Yeah. And th- that's the path that mm-hmm. that our our society typically would take here in America. Um, the, the, beyond that, what happens is once people know that, that those those conventional practices aren't um, alleviating their symptoms, um, and that's when they need to know about me. 
because mm-hmm. I remove the source and I can mm-hmm. work with them. Um, I, I mentioned I do uh, virtual house calls. Um, yeah. I can do a, you know, a Skype and say, take me to the room where you're experiencing your symptoms. I go through a list of questions like, what have you bought recently? You know, what have mm. you introduced into your environment that might be causing this problem? It could be a new mattress. It could be um, carpet padding. It could be paint. It could be a number of things. But mm-hmm. um, typically we go through the process of answering some questions. And then if, if the problem persists, I do offer, again, on my website, an eight-hour um, uh, consult that includes an in-home visit. So I can do a walkthrough with you. We can really dig down um, to find what the source is. And then um, I write a prescription to give mm-hmm. you uh, the, uh, the, the recommended vendors to go to to replace some of the things that may be the culprits in your environment. Right. So if a, a person goes to your website and uh, your website is just really very clear about um, the steps that are available to them, you have some resources for them to read about. You also have your packages so you could support them. And then you have this test um, that they can, or quiz, it's not a test part, pardon me, that test has bad connotation. It's a quiz. And so it's free, but the benefit in them giving their name and number and all that is not that they're signing up for one thing. It's just a way for you to get back to them to offer suggestions, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. And and it's not my website isn't set up to capture your information before you get the, the the information. So for those of you who may be reluctant, I just want you to know mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of information on the website safehomedesign.com, and um, you can look at it. You can participate by answering the questions, and if you choose, then you can click submit, and that would then connect me with you that I mm-hmm. would know what your questions are. Right. Well, looking at the packages and the way you can support clients, it there are like three packages that you can actually do with Skype. So it, you're open to the world, actually. That's to true. Supporting and that's, people. that's my vision. My yeah. vision and my mission is to make the world more safe one mm-hmm. room at a time. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the fourth package is an actual visit in the home uh, if they were needing the entire house done or um, looked at, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And that's, you know, that's going to be for the client who has some urgent um, need, something that may be recently diagnosed or something they've been suffering from forever, and mm-hmm. the conventional methods of going to a medical doctor or someone to help you with your respiratory issues isn't yes. working for them. Right. Yeah. So how is the lady that had the experience of the Lyme disease? Is she today living a happy and easier life? Absolutely. My client, <laughs> Krista, she, yeah. she's happy with her Grandbabies on their new sofa, and uh-huh. living in a, a toxic-free home. And, um, you know, I, I thank her, and I'm grateful that she came to me because, as I said, she opened my eyes 
And um, I, I recognized through my research that asthma and respiratory diseases are the number one thing that people suffer from more than cancer, more than um, Alzheimer's, more than dementia. The, the mm-hmm. respiratory issues is the number one thing that is affecting our health in America today. Hmm. And we that really is because of our environment in many cases, not all cases, but mm-hmm. in many cases. Isn't that interesting? Well, mm. and also they, you know, people are being incentivized to seal up their homes to save on energy. And yes. I am I'm one of those. I'm all well and good. I mean, I replaced my windows in my home. What that does is not only does it seal up your home's ability to breathe, you know, a little bit, but yeah. it now is trapping any fumes that might be in your home um, into the air that you're breathing when you are right. in your home. So yes. it's a kind of a double jeopardy. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We, we try to do one good thing and that affects something else. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so it is a process. It just needs yeah. to be done in stages and I can help identify those stages. Right. Um, one of the questions on my quiz is um, have you had your home tested for certain other things you know Mm. things that might be beyond the scope of what I do Mm. Um, so that's a a question people need to ask in the process you know Mm -hmm. yeah so you live in the Florida area correct yes I live in Orlando Orlando yes we moved from Maryland. I was in Maryland for many years, raised my daughters there, and my husband retired. We decided to move to Orlando, and I said, great, I can do what I do from anywhere. <laughs> that is a good thing. Your father would be proud. <laughs> my father would be proud, and I, I just want to kind of close that since we opened the program with that. Um, the book that I wrote, I wrote after my father passed away. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, in such a defensive mode um, to protect our family and to protect our family secret mm-hmm. that uh, I really couldn't have done that um, when he was alive. However, going through the process of telling my story has been very cathartic. It's mm-hmm. actually forced me to be a better person, a better listener, um, mm-hmm. to, to, to enable me to make those intimate one-on-one relationships with my clients, which is what I need to do now. As a house doctor, I I need to get close to my customers, you know. So that was a barrier for me as a child. And now through this experience and through the path that that the good Lord has chosen for me, um, I am very happy to to have grown into a place where I can take my experience and and make homes for others a place of safety and beauty. So do you, we, in our last few minutes, could you tell us what your mission is that you have in your life? Because it seems big, and but it seems very doable to having talked with you. Thank you so much. Yes, the mission, the mission that I see for my company is to make each environment, whether it's a home, an office, or a business, more safe, more healthy, one room at a time. And the only way that can happen is if I, through the research that I am doing, uh, align with companies who are producing 
um, not only environmentally friendly products, but products that don't have applications of re chemicals and flame retardants yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So, you know, um, and, and in doing so, have the house doctor stamp seal of approval, much like <laughs> the housekeeping seal, yes, okay? yes. Um, across the board, not just on sofas. Yeah but yeah. on carpeting and flooring and drapery fabric and wallpaper. So right. that that's my mission. And um, I know I'm fighting an uphill battle, but <laughs> I want to leave the world a safer place for our kids. Right. And um, Well, Adrian, we really do appreciate all of the good information that you've shared with us, the good resources that we have to go and, and at least know, learn a little bit more about our environments and how you can help us in, in going forward. So I certainly do wish you the best on your grand mission, because I know, having just met you since October, you're going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> and it changed the world. So thank you very much for being part of my program today so that we could get the message out there to my listeners. Thank you so much, Joyce. I really appreciate the opportunity to share my message with your listeners. And and I think you are doing a great job, too, at talking with people <laughs> who who are now taking a second wind and yeah. and taking their, their skills to a whole new level. Thank you, Adrian. So You're for right. my listeners out there, I know that you'll take this information, use it in how you can, and that you will be back next week because we will have another wonderful guest that offers great information like Adrian Helpern, Helperin did this morning the house doctor Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength they receive the tools they need to map out new lives you can find out more about her coaching services at 